Hi, this is Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast, episode number 13. You can find me at www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com. All my podcast access points are there, or you can go to Apple or Spotify at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, everybody. How are you today? This is Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I'm a recreational therapist. Most of my experience has been in mental health, in psychiatric units in the hospital and outpatient, with geriatrics, adults, adolescents and pediatrics, cancer wellness, and dual diagnosis chemical dependency. Thanks for joining us. I have a special guest today, but I'm not going to introduce her just yet. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Groundhog's Day. Have any of you ever seen the movie Groundhog's Day? Well, if you haven't, it's with Bill Murray, and he goes to a town called Puxatawney, and he's going to see Puxatawney Phil, the groundhog, to see if he sees his shadow. Well, this year, Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow, which meant that spring was coming early. In the movie, he goes to the town and every morning when he wakes up, it's the same day over and over and over again. And that's where the term, if you've ever heard somebody say, it feels like Groundhog's Day, they got it from the movie with Bill Murray in it. A little fun fact, Harold Ramos was the director of that and he had passed away a few years ago, but he is the cousin of my brother-in-law. And he also was in Ghostbusters. So does the pandemic feel like Groundhog's Day to you? It does to me. Every day I wake up, I open my eyes, and I forget for a minute. And then I realize it's the same thing. Day after day, even though I might take a ride to Starbucks or go and do something different, all the things that I love to do before I can't do. All the spontaneity in my life is kind of drizzled out because of COVID. And because of that, some days I feel all kinds of different emotions. And for a lot of us, it's hard to get in touch with our emotions. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today and how we get in touch with our emotions and how our emotions have changed during COVID. We're going to work on our mind, our body, and our spirits. So my special guest today is my daughter. She's 15 years old and her name is Leah and she is going into 10th grade. And if you have a hard time saying her name, we always just say, think of Princess Leah. So she's our little princess, even though she's 15 and getting bigger every day. And so I asked her if she would join me on my podcast today because I have my perspective. I talk to my friends who are mostly my age within 10 years on their perspectives and my parents and my sibling on how they feel about this change in our world. But what about the kids? What about the teenagers? We all know how hard it is to be a teenager in today's society. So how did that change the minute we had to go on lockdown or go into phase one or two, but our lives have changed with masks and gloves and cleaning everything off? How are the teens getting through this? 
And that's why I want to talk about the mind, the body, and the spirit, because through those avenues and our emotions, I think we can help ourselves as adults and as teens get through this pandemic. So say hi, Leah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is her first time, so she's a she's not new to social media. She um, has her own YouTube and she does which everybody's doing now that's become a craze but she was doing it years before TikTok it ever became popular and we go to something um every april i think right april pretty much april or we go to playlist live in orlando and we she gets to meet all the um creators that she's been listening to and watching and she has her own little small fan base and she gets to meet some of them and every year she gets to meet her same friends so that's how she's used to social media. So the podcast is a little different for her, but she was brave enough and willing enough to join me today. So what do you think, Leia, when I say mind, body, and spirit? Um, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what comes to mind? Well, what I think about every day is mind. And what was it? Body. body. Um, how my body reacts to certain things or situations, like the pandemic, and then what was spirit? My spirit, probably like um, how my personality, I guess, like happy or sad throughout certain things. Okay, that's perfect because we're going to talk about emotions, so that kind of plays into that. So, give our listeners a little feel of how you initially felt when all this started to happen what was going through your mind well when we first heard about COVID-19 everyone was kind of joking about it like I'm not gonna lie we were all kind of like well you will come here you know like we weren't really serious about it but then when we heard that, you know, we might have like maybe a week or two off and go online or just have like a nice longer spring break. We were all kind of excited at first, but I kind of knew at the back of my head that we really shouldn't, we should have took it a little bit more serious because like, even if it wasn't even in our state or country yet, people were still dying in China and all across Europe. And I just remember like thinking like, Oh, this isn't gonna. This is gonna get bad, isn't it? Cause, so I just had the feeling like, this is not gonna be a little thing. Right. You felt the enormity of it, like mm -hmm. it was starting to weigh heavy. And then once we started online and everything, with school. Yeah, it still felt unreal. I guess. Like I don't think it really hit me until we realized that we had to finish the rest of the year off online and it was like the last day of school and it was just like we're gonna like I don't know it was just like some like a realization like this is this is happening this is real people are dying how, how did it feel to not physically go to school horrible why I mean it's not even about the even learning aspect of it and being in front of people and, you know, seeing it face to face. But it's the fact that you don't see, I mean, you have the social 
part of it as much. Like, it's especially hard to keep in touch with everyone, especially people that just don't really go on their phones as much or don't keep in touch. Like, it's just, it felt really off and weird, and it didn't feel like I was really going to school. Like, I was doing school, but, like, I don't know. It just felt like a different universe, I guess. And it's definitely, I mean, it was a lot harder to learn and stuff because, I mean, we were just lucky at that time that we knew the teachers and we knew how they did everything, you know, we knew their schedule and they, we knew how their worksheets worked and all that, their tests. So it wasn't like foreign, but it was foreign in where like our workspace was, like I had to get used to my new workspace. So it was kind of like, it kind of messing with my brain and stuff. You know? Okay. Did you feel that sometimes you were angry or frustrated or were you mostly content during that time? How were you feeling having to transfer from physically going to school to a virtual school? No, I was angry all the time. <laughs> um, it's especially with my learning disability, um, it's just a lot harder to stay focused. Even if I'm in a learning kind of environment, I struggle focusing. So it was the fact that I was at home and, you know, I just, like, it was just like, I'm at home and I'm not at school and it's all on this, on my computer. And it was just like, I can't look around and see other students. And it's just like, just the atmosphere affects your way of learning a lot. And I don't think I really ever noticed that. I always thought like, oh, I could do online school. But like, you don't realize it until, and you actually have to face it. And um, I was just really angry because it was like, it's really hard because I mean, again, it's, I need like one-on-one -on -one with some of the teachers sometimes because like I just need to be reminded or like I just need to see it face-to-face one-on-one because it's just easier for me and it was harder to get that so it was just kind of like I was just mad because I'm like what am I supposed to do and they're coming at me for not doing this or that but it's like they don't understand that with besides the fact that there's a pandemic and thousands of people are dying that like we're dealing with our mental health and the fact that we can't just go ask for help in front of their face. We have to email them or um, text them, whatever. Like it just became a lot harder. So it was just like so frustrating. And I just think, yeah, like it's just oh, yeah. so, so very- So uh, how did you deal with that anger and frustration? What did you do? Did you? sit with it did you try to cope with different coping skills that you know or was it just a really hard time to even try to cope you were angry so what did you do with that anger you can say it <laughs> be honest i mean i took it out on you guys a little i mean like i i mostly just kind of kept it in i mean i'd lose it at sometimes like, I remember I was, like, a minute late to one of my classes once because, like, it was, 
I was struggling to get on into the classroom and I was getting so frustrated. I started like hitting my computer. Like I get angry very easily, especially when it comes to school. And like I get very like just agitated and my anxiety gets all over the place. So I think I was even a minute later just because I just couldn't get myself to like calm down. Like I don't want to see like like I don't want to seem like a maniac in front of all my student like the students. It was just... Okay. But, like, I kind of... Yeah, I just mostly kept it in unless I had a breaking point, and that was... Okay. All right. And then, how did you feel emotionally when you realized, now it's summer, and I'm stuck in my house, and I can't go on my family vacations, and I can't see my friends, and I can't socialize and hang out at Starbucks or whatever? Emotionally... Can you tap into how you felt then? Um, it's a sense of, um, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you're on a, like the un, you're unaware of like your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't even know how to explain how I felt. I just remember sometimes I wouldn't be able to sleep. And I'd kind of just sit in my room with the lights off. And I'd be just like, I really can't go out and do anything. And I'd kind of just start crying because it's hard. And it's not even the social part. It's just the sense of feeling normal. And just being able to do basic things like going to the grocery store or um, going into Starbucks, you know, just stuff like that. Like it didn't, or going to the mall, whatever. Like, it's just, now you just have to be so careful. The mask, the cleaning, everything, staying six feet apart. It just, like, I knew, I was just like, I'm mostly going to be stuck at home because with my anxiety and then everyone else in the family's anxiety, it would just be way too hard to really do anything. So it was just like, I guess it kind of hit me every time. I just would get more upset because it's like, I'm not even, this is not just me, you know, thousands of people have to stay home. And then I think about the people, you know, who have disorders or mental health problems, whatever, that can't stay home. Like, you know, like. Yeah, just... some, for some people, staying home causes more anxiety. Mm-hmm. It, it makes them feel worse. They feel like You're even stuck. though, right, it could take, it could be a risk of getting sick. They physically need to get out. They can't find the coping skills with inside themselves, inside their home. They need to get out. Part of getting out was their coping skills for their anxiety. So being told you can't made the anxiety even more. Um, It's like before all this, I was able to stay home days after days, but now it's like the fact that I don't have a choice really just makes it worse. Getting your choice taken away in anything always seems to make it worse, even if it was something you really weren't thinking about, Mm -hmm. and then they take that choice away. Um, makes you feel somewhat powerless. And now you're going to start school next month. She rolled her eyes when I said that, everybody. (laughs) Um, And her school did give us an option of going full-time or virtual, but we have chosen virtual. Just for her first semester, we do live in South Florida in Broward County, hot spot. So as parents, we really felt in her best interest. We know it's harder for her virtually and we will work with it and her teachers 
but that we need to keep her healthy and her family healthy. So since you're going virtual and you know that, what are you feeling? A bunch of anxiety, like overload. Um, I do this thing with anxiety, with my anxiety where I just can't, sometimes can't keep in all the energy and stuff I have. So I'll just have like this moment where I can't stop moving my hands, like jazz hands kind of like. And anytime I think about going back to school, having new te- most some new teachers and just having to start online and not knowing how some of these teachers do their tests, their worksheets, like no one really thinks about it, but like it's hard not it's not hard not knowing how they do, how they teach, especially when it's online, because it's going to be harder to pick up certain things. And with my learning disability, I already struggle enough. So now I'm getting new teachers. We're staying online. And, you know, it's just overwhelming and scary because I did really good last year. And I want that to continue because I want to be able to go to a good college, you know, and I want I want to have a good life and I want good grades, but it's like scary that the fact that I don't know if that's guaranteed especially with going online because you just don't know. Online's it's a unknown. Total different It's unknown. Mhm. Okay. So just so you know, how did we get you through this summer, which it's not over yet? What did you do to cope? What were some things that we, through create through the friends helping us find in our own selves, we found some things virtually. What did you do? Well, um, I right now I'm doing this summer camp that's um, a week long thing, and it was like a couple in Spread one week out. in a month, right? And um, it was basically theater, so it was acting, singing, and dancing, like 30 minutes each day for each of them. And then after that, a special Broadway star, I guess, mm-hmm. person, Form. would come and talk to us about what they, how they, what they did on Broadway, like what they worked on and what their career was in it. And, um, like, for example, there was this one guy, he was the sweetest thing. Um, he worked in, on The Lion King on Broadway. And he was, um, what's the baby, um, the Simba. baby lion. Yeah, he was the baby Simba. And um, he just, he was very inspirational. And even, yeah, he learned us a, a he taught us a dance from the show, but it wasn't even about that because after, when we'd ask him questions, he'd just be very inspirational. And he just was like, you know, you know, you're not alone in this. And it's like, it was more than just the Broadway and the dancing, the singing and the acting. It was about what's going on now too. And then another thing was um, from my keyboard teacher in school, um, he's giving me keyboard lessons um, virtually, um, and I was I've been struggling with keyboards since I started, just because it's a little harder for me to learn how to sight read because it's harder for the notes to stay in my head and to remember them, 
but I've been getting better ever since I've been getting one-on-one. And yeah, it is a little hard to do it virtually, but you get used to it. And it's been really beneficial for me. And I really enjoy it. And um, I'm starting to sing and play. So, yeah. And then what else? So thank you, Mr. Goldberg, for that. <laughs> That's her keyboard teacher. Um, wonderful guy. He's really helped build her self-confidence. Um, so that's pretty much the main things. Well, and her sister's coming home from college today, and we got a rescue dog. Yeah. So those are some ways that were in our power, um, my husband and I, to help Leia cope with her anxiety of being home and her world changing. And as you can tell from her talking about it, you can hear it in her voice, how it kept her in touch and still being able to improve and work on skills and learn new things. And we are kind of also, I felt happy because we know this is a way that we get to support the Broadway actors mm -hmm. and actresses because we all know that Broadway is dark right now. So that was a good feeling to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You can yeah, go ahead and say something else. Well, um, even though everything that's happening right now is, you know, really bad and thousands and thousands of people are dying and are sick, I do have to say that without being in lockdown in the beginning or even just being in quarantine and not being able to do everything I wanted to do, it was very beneficial for me because without being stuck at home, I probably, you know, wouldn't have learned so many things, met so many amazing people online. Uh, like, you know, like... But that, that's a good way to reframe a really hard situation and reframe it and look at good things the good things and how you've grown. Mm -hmm. Even though you weren't physically in school or physically at that camp, you were still able yeah. to grow and gain insight into yourself. And I think, especially since school ended, I think of myself as a new person every day. I don't think of myself... I don't even recognize myself that's from beautiful. The, like, the last day of school. In a good way, like, I've become more humble, I think, just realizing how lucky we are to have what we have, like, especially now, to, like, you just can't take things for granted, and it's just, like, I think taking away time, taking time away from friends and just from the world, basically, it just makes you grateful for a lot more things and just makes you think a lot, and I think... I don't think really anyone's the same person every day now because it's just like you learn new things, we go through things that make you stronger and just realize things every day. So. Beautifully said. Thanks. I really like that. <laughs> and even as her mom, I'm hearing things for the first time from her. So I'm you're hearing welcome. them just as you're hearing them and she's very natural at this. Um, the reason why I wanted Leia to, to come besides hearing a teenager's perspective of the pandemic and how she coped, is you could hear as she was talking the different emotions she was going through and she would tell you how she felt. And for a lot of people, and I'm sure you see this with your friends, it's really hard to identify your emotions sometimes. And when I used to do group therapy, we used to have an emotions chart. Mm -hmm. And I kind of chuckle now, I've never said this to you, and what I would do is give out this emotion chart. It would have all these different faces and expressions. I remember they used to do that with my mouth. 
the pain. They did. She has a, a jaw issue in her a juvenile bone disorder, and they would ask her through these different pictures how you know, which face shows how you're feeling. And of course, as the pain would get higher, the face would look more um, in pain. And I would use that same type of chart, but it had a lot more um, expressions on it. And I would give it to my patients and say, which face shows how you're feeling right now? And that was my way of getting them to identify what emotions were going on. And sometimes it was more than one face um, and we would talk about it. And the reason why I say I chuckle is, look at the emojis on your phone. Those were the faces. And I didn't even realize it till I was actually preparing for this podcast and I went, how did I never realize this before? The emojis were like my emotions face chart. Mm -hmm. So I want you to start to look at those emojis. And when you're not sure exactly how you're feeling, pick the emoji. You know, you have, sometimes you have that one with the big crying mm -hmm. face, the one with the big wide eyes, like just not knowing what's going on. That's what those emojis really are. I mean, some of them are cute, blow a little heart kiss, little heart. But if you look at them, some of them have very serious faces, perplexed faces that can help you identify what your emotions are. And I just thought that was so fascinating. So when you are just feeling something and you don't know what that something is, go to that emoji chart and try to figure out what emotion am I feeling today? And let me know what you think about that. And um, if it helps you, you can use it on your kids. You can use it on your significant others. You can use it on your friends. Um, it, it doesn't matter what age group because we all have emotions and we all have feelings. And sometimes we just don't even know how to get in touch with that emotion. Now you hear Leia... She also grew up in a home because her mom was a therapist where we always talked about things. So she is very in tune to what's going on with her. But if you have children or friends who aren't, or teens especially, try that. You don't need to pull out an emotions chart. that You, you can always Google it if you want um, on the computer and pull one up. But just look at the emojis and have your kid and then talk to them and say, well, what does that emoji mean to you and why do you feel that way? So before we um, end our podcast today, I was talking about mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it, and I'm going to have you do it. What thing are you going to do for your mind today? Or maybe you've done something already for your mind today. Um, I don't know. You go first. Me go first? Okay. I am going to listen to a podcast today for my mind. Um, I want to learn a little bit more how others are coping and dealing. And every day I try to learn from my environment. So that's going to be from my mind. For my body, well, Leah said we got a rescue dog and she's very athletic. Her name is Ireland and Ireland practically has me running. And so she gets walked about three to four times a day. It's a little rainy today, but that's for my body right now. So, and my spirit, I am going to, when I go to bed tonight, I am going to put on one of my soundscapes, um, 
I can't do thunder and lightning anymore because that scares Ireland, but I can do um, sounds of the rainforest or sounds of the ocean. So that's what I will do for my spirit. It helps me lull into a nice sleep very peacefully, gets rid of any of my anxiety. And I also will use a little lavender oil to help me relax. So that's my mind, body, and spirit. How about you, Leia? Okay. Um... So I guess for my mind, I'll just work a little bit on my sight reading for my keyboard. Because um, I'll take really any chance to get better at it. Because when I grow up, that's I definitely want to be in the music department. Um, then body, I'll probably dance to the Hamilton soundtrack because I'm over-obsessed on Hamilton. Obsessed with Hamilton. Obsessed, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I hear it coming out of her room every day. (laughs) And then, what was the last one? Spirit. Spirit. Um, For spirit, uh, I don't know. Um. What lifts your spirit? Singing. Okay. I mean, I'll probably sing to the Hamilton soundtrack. Okay, that's fine. So, you see how easy that was? And if you set that goal for yourself every day, in the beginning of the day, what am I going to do for my mind? I look at it as circles, three circles that kind of overlap. Your mind, your body, and your spirit. And those are three goals you can set for yourself, just for you, even if it incorporates other people or watching a musical or getting on a keyboard it incorporates other things but those are for you your mind body and spirit okay well i'd like to say hashtag love my daughter hashtag happy birthday to me my birthday's on friday i'm not gonna tell you how old i am though Hashtag, I'm going to take a walk on the beach for my birthday. We found a beach that's not too crowded, and we can take our dog Ireland with us. And my college-bound daughter will be home with us, so that's very exciting. And hashtag, take a self-inventory. That's kind of what I got you to think about today. Your mind, body, your spirit, and identifying your emotions. So again, you can find me on www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Dot com on Apple and Spotify at Wide Open Spaces with Elise or wideopenspaces.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Thank you for joining me today for episode 13. I challenge all of you to go out and explore all the wide open spaces in your world. And I look forward to you joining me for next week, episode 14. I've been told by a psychic that number 14 is my spirit lucky number so i will see you next week thank you thanks leah bye everybody